Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, and welcome to the Tracy Sandler Show brought to you by FIVO. I am your host, Tracy Sandler, and I'm very excited in just a little bit. We are going to welcome Big Ten analyst Jake Butt to the show to talk all things Michigan and the national championship game on Monday night. I'm sure nobody is surprised that I can't wait and I'm going and it's going to be amazing. I went to the Rose Bowl, you guys. It was the most perfect, amazing day and the most fun. Go blue. But before we jump into all of that, and there's going to be a lot of that, just wanted to go over a few 49ers things. As you guys know, 49ers have secured the one seed. They will have a bye in the first round of the playoffs. Home field advantage, which is very exciting. Uh, But first, they have a week 18 matchup with the Los Angeles Rams. And we talked to Kyle Shanahan on Wednesday. Lots of moving parts. For sure, Brock Purdy will not play on Sunday, but the 49ers are dealing with a number of injuries, which means it gets tricky in terms of who won't play, who will play, rest versus rust, all of the things Kyle Shanahan went into great detail with that during his Wednesday press conference. And ultimately, he's got a lot of things to figure out in terms of who's playing, who's not, how much they're playing, and all of that. Christian McCaffrey, we know, won't play. Ambry Thomas had injury, uh, surgery on his hand. He will not be playing. But they have uh, things to figure out in 49er land, but they they will do so. And I actually asked Kyle Shanahan if this is one of the harder things he's had to deal with as a coach or one of the kind of the low-key hard things you have to deal with. And of course, these are problems any team would love to have knowing that they have the one seed and this Week 18 game for them really isn't something they have to worry about. And he said it's not one of the harder things. It's just different. And it's just figuring out all of the moving parts and all of that. So we'll see what they do on Sunday. But this week 18 for San Francisco really doesn't mean anything because they have the one seed, they have home field advantage, and they will be playing this one against the Rams. The Rams are starting quarterback Carson Wentz over Matthew Stafford. They'll be resting a number of guys. They have secured their spot in the playoffs. 49ers could very well play the Rams again in two weeks in the divisional round, which does make this somewhat interesting because you don't want to show too much and all of that. But as Kyle Shanahan said, these two teams know each other so well. These two coaches know each other so well. So we will see how this literally all plays out. So wanted to give you those updates and just recap that for you guys. And now, next up, we have Jake Butt joining us for all things Michigan football. Go Blue! With the NFL playoffs right around the corner and the NBA season in full swing, Bet Online has you covered with all the up-to-the-second odds, news, and scores. With additional odds, lines, trends, and info on both desktop and mobile, you can access the world's best wagering information anytime. Head there today to get into the action and see all the updated odds. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, guys, I could not be more excited to welcome Big Ten Network analyst and former Michigan Wolverine great Jake Butt to the show to talk all things natty. Jake, welcome to the Tracy Sandler Show. Oh, yeah, well, thanks for having me on. And of course, it's it's exciting to be on here with you as you just kind of gave me the rundown. Uh, what a great time for us Michigan alums. 
it is a very great and exciting time. I am like over the moon excited. I think the Rose Bowl, that was one of the best days ever. I just had the absolute best time at that game. But now we head to Houston, the national championship. I think this is one of those things that I don't know how you feel, but as a Michigan fan, I still kind of am chimp, like pinching myself that we're there uh, to take. And I, I'm not a Wii fan, but with Michigan, I'm a Wii fan because I paid to go to school there. So I feel like that's a Wii. So <laughs> we're there uh, taking on Washington. This will certainly be the best offense and quarterback that I think this Michigan team has seen this season. Uh, but it'll be fun to see the Michigan corners against these wide receivers. Just big picture. What are you kind of excited to see in this game and what challenges do you think Washington proposes? Uh, I mean, big picture, I think like it, it certainly feels like destiny, you know, for Michigan. Like it, it feels like this whole season has been such a roller coaster and yet here they are playing for it. Like how could they possibly lose? But I also know Washington feels the exact same way, you know, and that's the beauty of this is you're, we, what we're going to see is two teams at their absolute best. Um, both are like immovable forces. And, you know, it's going to lead to probably, I mean, what a great conclusion to the season because this seems like it's going to be one of the better games we've had the chance to watch all season anyways. I mean, the challenges they propose to me, I think it's everyone's going to talk about it, right? It's Michael Penix Jr. who is an NFL quarterback that happens to still be in college. Mm -hmm. He's just phenomenal. The ball leaves his hand and it's, he's like an Olympic archer. It lands exactly where it needs to be. Like he can put that ball into a one foot by one foot box. It's truly amazing. Then they got all the weapons out there at the wide receiver position. So Michigan has not seen a, uh, a team like what Washington, you know, is in the, the challenges they present. So that's going to be a, a great benchmark to test and see, you know, how good is Michigan's defense? I think they're phenomenal. Um, Washington's going to score points. You do not, you will not shut them down, but can you slow them down enough? And then can Michigan's offense take advantage of Washington's defense, which has struggled to stop a lot of teams this year. They're really the, the, the benefit, the best part of Washington's defense is they force turnovers. Michigan does not make those mistakes. Correct. Though, if we're going to talk mistakes, we can talk briefly about special teams on Monday. That was obviously an area of concern and potentially could have been the difference maker. Do you imagine this week is going to be a lot of practicing snaps and catching punt returns and catching them over and over and over again? Yeah, I mean, it, it has to be. But, you know, frankly, I, I always believe like at a certain point, you know, you are who you are, you know, like if, you know, if you're doing meetings, are you know, in college, your games are on Saturdays. Like if you're meeting and going over game plans on Friday night, like, you know, that's that's not good. So if Michigan's dependent on this week to solve those issues. That's not good. Um, of course, you know, they are who they are at this point. I think they may have to consider other things. They really don't. The muff snap on the extra point, that doesn't happen. I'm not I'm not too, too concerned about it. Um, I think they'll get that correct. But the, the punt return aspect has been a challenge for Michigan all year. So I don't know what their strategy is going to be in this game. But you certainly can't make those mistakes in this uh, in this game. No, you cannot. So let's talk a little bit about Michigan's offense, because when I look at these two teams, Washington's offense is excellent. Michigan's defense is excellent. As you mentioned, Washington's defense is not as good. I would say not obviously not as good as their offense, but they force turnovers. But that is something the offense has not done. And when you look at J.J. McCarthy's night the other night, and it's funny because kind of stepping away from it a little bit, you know, as a fan watching the game, it was it was stressful. 
and you're watching. But I looked at his night, and and there were points where he struggled, but he had a great night. He had three touchdown passes. Obviously, he had a, a couple incredible throws. He had one of the best catches of the game, in my opinion. But yeah. when you look at, at J.J. and what he's going to be up against, kind of what are you expecting from him on Monday night? And what do you say to people that say that he maybe did struggle and wasn't as sharp as normal? Well, I... You, 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 everyone's going to struggle within game, within the game, right? Like every, there's no such thing as a perfect game, but maybe a perfect game isn't about actually being a hundred percent completion rate. Maybe a perfect game is being able to respond to the challenges. And of course that's what JJ did. So in a sense, maybe he did play a perfect game. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, what I'm most excited to see, and I think it's not just going to be on JJ, but it's on Blake Corum. It's going to be on, they, they have got to run the ball on Monday night. They have got to control the clock, the best defense to a elite offense, which is what Washington has is to keep them on the sidelines. Mm -hmm. And then there's going to be a few keys in this game. You know, if Michigan's running the ball, that does make it harder to pass it. Like you're going to have less opportunity for JJ. Can you take care of the ball when those opportunities come? Like, you know, that, that first throw of the game last week, that was nearly an interception. You cannot make that mistake in this game. You cannot give what you cannot take scoring opportunities away from yourself as the Wolverines and give them to Washington. They will make you pay. You mentioned Blake Corum, and I would just love to talk about him for a little while. He willed himself into the into the end zone. It was incredible to watch, and he's been incredible to watch his entire career. Just obviously so elite on the field and elite off the field. And I I do I agree with you. They have to run the football. This should be a huge Blake Corum game. But when you think about his career at Michigan, just what has made him so special to the university? Well, you said it. I mean, that what makes a legend is is more than just what you do on the field. Uh, it's who you are as a person. And I don't know that there's a better example of a great person than Blake Corum. You know, starting with the turkey drive, he doves around the holidays and then evolving to a toy drive. You know, one of the biggest issues people had with NILs, it's like, man, why do these college kids get this? You know, why should they be handed a million dollars? And I, I point to Blake Corum to say, maybe we should be giving him more money because what he does with it is it's a better example than almost anyone I've ever seen at any level level. He is just so giving with his time and his energy. That's the making of a legend. And then you talk about legendary moments. Like, you know, you think about Charles Woodson, you think about Desmond Howard, you think about these uh, legends that came through the school. You you can think to specific moments and like that Blake Corum overtime touchdown run is something that's going to be burned in a number of Michigan fans' minds for eternity. Um, decided to come back you know, I, I thought he should go to the NFL after last season. He mm-hmm. decided to rehab and come back because he loves Michigan. And he made the promise that this is where they were going to be. Um, and 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 yet here they are knocking on the door. So uh, when I think about legends, Blake Corum, he has to be at the top of the list, you know, in that conversation of the next great Michigan legend. Since we're talking about the run game, Donovan Edwards, I feel like all season long, I have been waiting for the major Donovan Edwards breakout game and we haven't seen it seen it yet but as we've discussed running the football is going to be such a key to Monday night are we going to see this on Monday are we going to have that huge Donovan Edwards breakout run that we've been waiting for well we may or we may not you know and it's certainly been a frustrating year for sure Jake come on (laughs) <laughs> I wish I had the crystal ball. That would save me a lot of anxiety leading up to this game for sure. But, uh, you know, it's been a frustrating year for Donovan. And, and I, again, you could point to the selflessness and the character of him because I know how challenging that is mentally for guys. You know, when you have expectations and you want to go out there and perform and, and it just 
He just hasn't been able to do that. And I know that's frustrating, but he has been nothing even close to a distraction. He's been supportive of his guy, supportive of his teammates, supportive of his uh, fellow running backs. And I just, again, when you want to talk about character, that that's the character of Donovan Edwards. So he's certainly capable of a breakout run at any time. We know that to be true from what we've seen with our own eyes, but um, whether or not it happens next week, it could be hard to say. I want to talk about one more legendary moment uh, and how it relates uh, from the offensive side before we talk a little bit defense and and go back to what you said about destiny. But that Roman Wilson catch that, you know, a lot of people put it side by side with the Charles Woodson interception in the Rose Bowl and talk about a guy who has come through in the clutch. He's kind of like I think Mikey Sandra still leads the country in being able to make a play when needed like make a big play when needed. And I feel like Roman Wilson kind of does that as well. And that catch was absolutely incredible. The touchdown was incredible. And you look at these wide receivers and this offense just works really well together. If it's Blake Corham that needs to do it, he does it. If it's Roman Wilson needs to do it, he does it. If Cornelius Johnson needs to do it, he does it. But how does that all, I'm not sure I'm totally making sense, but how does that chemistry all fit? And when you look at Roman Wilson and what he's been able to do, what makes him special to you? I just think what you said is is one of the reasons why this Michigan team is so special is is like they they don't waver they don't blink they they stand together you know um I, I just to go off track a little bit you know Mikey Sainer still is getting interviewed on the field after the game and they ask him about his performance and he says man but did you see the D line and the D line's getting interviewed after the game and they say man didn't you see the 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 uh the secondary and you know, Blake Corum told us that, you know, Roman Wilson was able to bounce back. He said he made, uh, you know, fell short of his standard early in the game. And, and Roman came over to the guys on the sideline, said, I'm going to make a play to make up for that. And he certainly did. So it's Roman, but it, it's really everybody. I think, and they'll tell you this, like the sum is greater than the parts. What makes this team so special is it's genuine and there's not one guy you can point to. It seems to just be the DNA of all these guys. And it's funny because I cover the 49ers and it reminds me of the 49ers a little bit in that way that you have in a four in the 49ers locker room, you've got a lot of stars, you know, a lot of superstars and they don't really care who gets the ball. They want to win a Super Bowl and whatever they have to do to do that, they're going to do that. And it's it's kind of been cool to watch that culture be built. And Michigan reminds me of that a little bit. Yeah, that's a great, great observation. But I, I, I think maybe that's what needs to be, what needs to happen. You know, you need selflessness in order to win at that level, right? Because there's only one football. Not everybody's going to get involved. You need guys that are capable of performing, but understand that maybe it won't be their day that day. Maybe that's someone else's day and to not be a distraction and cheer on their teammates and make the one or two plays when the opportunities come. So. I want to talk Will Johnson a little bit because I think this is the greatest corner we've seen at Michigan maybe since Charles Woodson. Am I exaggerating on that? Yeah, probably still. I mean, Jordan Lewis is another guy that comes to mind. He's probably the best teammate I ever played with. Just phenomenal all around. So maybe, maybe Jordan, but yeah, Charles Woodson's up there. Obviously, he's the standard. Will Johnson's up there. And maybe when he leaves, he could be the all-time greatest. You know, he's he's that good. We'll see, though. Will Johnson to me is funny because it feels like he doesn't, he's not, I mean, obviously he had the interception in the Ohio State game, which was incredible, but I just feel like he's, he's just so good and he plays so well. And when you look back on his performance after a game, maybe even more so than during the game, you're like, wow, that was quite a day. Will Johnson. Right, right. 
he's been incredible to watch. So I would love to talk about what you what you said earlier. I mean, this team has really been through a lot. Like you, I've always as as a fan used to say, "There's nothing I hate more than distractions," and I would say this team has dealt with more distractions this season than most teams will deal with, you know, over the course of a career. Uh, And they're kids. And I think sometimes we forget that about college athletes. They are kids. And they've dealt with it amazingly well. It has never been an issue. They've won week after week. And I just, have you ever seen a season like this where the coach gets suspended the first few weeks and things are rolling along and then you have the sign stealing thing and then it's just kind of bananas. I, I, I've been really dwelling on that question. Like, has there ever been a season like this? And I, I don't, I certainly can't remember it. And I also think like, it, it almost feels like it's all related. I mean, we've talked a little bit about the adversity in that game uh, against Alabama at the Rose bowl. Mm-hmm. And yet it's like, maybe everything that's happened this season has prepared them to, you know, uniquely deal with the challenges because that, you know, when, when coach Harbaugh was suspended the first three games of the season, the big question was like, Oh, well, listen with, with who they're playing, it won't matter. They're going to dominate them. And I was thinking, I'm like, well, we can still find out a lot about this team because if they say they want to win a national title, we get to find out how mature they are. How do they perform without their head coach? And then of course we got to see that once again against Penn state, Maryland and Ohio state in the last three games of the season. And they've, they've done that. They've performed with absolute maturity and stuck together. And I think that's been a big storyline this season and it'll play into their hand in this game because with how good of a team Washington is, there's going to be many more moments of adversity. So coach Harbaugh, he's the one person we haven't talked about yet. Obviously I love him. I feel very comfortable saying that. I don't, I started Jake, you would know about me. I started my company originally because I grew up a 49ers fan I've been a credentialed beat writer for eight years, so I'm not a fan, so to speak, anymore. But I get to still be a Michigan fan and I get to still be a Dodger fan. So obviously, I love Coach Harbaugh. They all love Coach Harbaugh. He's such an interesting personality, I think is a good way to say that. But I feel like he's his personality has permeated this team. And it works, I think, because of that. He is... I heard somebody say like the team reflect like teams reflect their head coach. And isn't that so true when you look at this Michigan team, like they're just a, a reflection of who he is. Um, you know, I played for him and, and, and what the, the thing above all else for coach Harbaugh that makes him so special is he is uniquely himself in all all situations. He never wavers when he's talking to the media, when he's talking to the players, when he's on the sideline coaching, when he's talking to your family, he is always the same person through and through. Um, and, and I think that that's something that makes a good leader is they never waver and they never change. Uh, so, you know, there's many reasons what makes him special. That's a big reason. And then, you know, because of, you know, him getting suspended this year, not being with the team, I know the team loves coach Harbaugh and, and when, without their head coach on the sideline that's been a rallying rallying cry and uh you know i think part of the reason why they've been able to play so hard and why the season feels so special is it feels like they're trying to unite as one and prove people wrong i am a little bit obsessed with coach harbaugh's chickens i need to know more about these chickens i want the names of the chickens i want the birthdays of the chickens i'm big i'm big into the chickens that is the thing that has become like my my roman empire 
or Coach Harbaugh's chickens. Yeah, no, he, 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 there's some great stories about that. He told us that we, sh- we shouldn't eat chicken early in our career. Uh, when, when he first got there, he's like, man, don't eat chicken. It's the nervous bird. And he was like half joking. Right. But it's good to see him come full circle that now he's a big fan of the chicken. So that's a sign of growth. That's a sign of growth. You know, he, he formerly <laughs> was all against chickens and he'd only eat beef and drink milk. You remember that? Oh, now he's all in on the chickens. So I can appreciate that. One of my favorite lines from predictable picks. This whole season was I asked Ronnie Bell, have you ever met Jim Harbaugh's chickens? And he said, I have not. And I said, has he talked to you about his chickens? And he said, I've heard great things about the chickens. And I think that to this day might be my favorite line of predictable picks. I've heard great things about his chickens. It was just amazing. So we go into Monday night. Houston, so exciting. What is your prediction? Not to put you on the spot, but of course. But okay, so I, I, what I'm most confident is, I think we're going to see a continuation of what we saw in both semifinal games. These are two excellent, excellent football teams. They're, they're, they each got their own unique storylines. These are two excellent football coaches, two of the best in the business. Um, you got two leaders at quarterback and, you know, one of the more fun things is Washington feels like a finesse team, but make no mistake about it. They're tough. They're a finesse team. That's a lot more tough than people give them credit for. They got the Joe Moore award winning offensive line. Michigan is a tough team known for their rushing. Make no mistake about it. They got some finesse as well. So these teams are both complete. Uh, My, my most confident prediction is we're going to see a really tight football game, probably within one score down the stretch. But I do think Michigan that what's going to benefit Michigan is the fact that they're going to be able to run the ball and dictate the game. They're going to force Washington. They're going to take Washington into their world. They're going to run the ball. They're going to dictate the tempo and the pace of the game. And I think that's the difference in why Michigan can win. I would agree with you on all counts. Jake, thank you so much for joining me today. Can you please tell everyone where they can find you? Uh, Yeah, you guys can find me on any social media. You just search my name, Jake, but I'm active, active, active. I interact with everybody. So hop on there and, uh, you know, happily, happy to join everybody. Can you give us a go blue? Go blue. Let's make it happen. One more, one more. What Kobe Bryant say? Job's not finished. Job's not finished. One more. Day 15 comes on Monday. You guys, we are brought to you by FIVO. We are brought to you by Bet Online. You can find me on Twitter, X at TracyFGSN, on Instagram at Tracy Sandler. Uh, if you like what you heard, and I know you did, please make sure to give us a five star rating and a super positive review. And I will leave you with a big go blue. Let's do this. Go Bye, blue. All. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.